Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in to another edition of the West of the Rest podcast. I am Blair Angulo, and I am joined by my co-host, the national recruiting editor at 24-7 Sports, Mr. Brandon Huffman. We're here to discuss West Coast recruiting heading into signing day. Huff, we're less than two weeks away now on Thursday, December 8th, and it's getting a little dicey. Dicey like the tomatoes. In the chicken tortilla soup, I will be eating tonight because Blair, the last 48 hours, 72 hours since the transfer portal opened, have been no sleep, all work, all gas, no breaks. And I think I'm getting a cold. Oh, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. But we appreciate you being a trooper and weathering on and uh, just kind of, you know, playing through it. I think uh, it says a lot about your character. It says a lot about your own drive. And, and dare I say, I think you have that dog in you. Just built different, bro. <laughs> built different. Wired different. You, you. What was the other one that that made the rounds a couple years ago? You, you, you're out the mud or something, uh, something I'm, or other. Yeah, uh, my favorite one is hashtag Mamba mentality. Mamba mentality, RIP to the great Kobe Bryant. You know, what's what's interesting is that you mentioned the transfer portal, and I, I wanted to bring this up. We're two weeks away from what used to be known as National Unfollow Day, right? Remember, we would go through our phones on National Signing Day, go through the Twitter follows and see, okay, I, I need to unfollow you, need to unfollow you, need to unfollow you. Like you and I and everyone else that's in, in this business and in this space needs to to follow what these recruits are doing, whether that's their 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 visits, their offers, uh, you know what, what places they're going out to. Sometimes we communicate with them via social media as well. Uh, once they signed, it was it was time to make room on our timelines for the next batch of recruits, the the 2024s, the 2025s, even the 2026s. And now, though, with, with the transfer portal, we have to make some business decisions, Huff. It's be- becoming really tough to unfollow a player because sometimes you might wonder, okay, I, I, might, I might need to reach out to this player in a couple of years. I uh, am a big list guy on the Twitter spaces and I, or uh, not Twitter spaces on the Twitter. And I have, you know, 
based on each year. Then I have a list called past recruits. I think in the future, I'm going to have two different past recruits, past recruits that I'll never have to hear from because they are going to succeed no matter where they go. Past recruits that they will be in the portal within a year and I'm already calling it. So I might as well put them in that list. And then the third one, I'll just call it past recruits of guys that should have gone somewhere bigger, but went somewhere smaller. That'll be hitting me in three years after they've had an all big sky career. It's it's getting tough out here for my for my list of follows. Uh, it used to be really easy to just kind of uncheck a lot of boxes, and now I, I do have to make uh, some decisions. But that's still two weeks away. We're gonna get into some overreactions. We're gonna get into some recruiting buzz. Also, the recruit performance of the week, which by the way, he was a guest on the college football recruiting show live. He joined us uh, last week over at the YouTube channel. Uh, and if you are hearing us. You know, make sure you subscribe to that channel and, and like uh, like the video. But let's begin with our overreaction, tough and and we can all agree and and I think we can all come clean that I especially last week what was overreacting when we wondered what was taking Colorado so long to make their hire they had made a decision to part ways with Carl Durrell really early in the season uh there had been a lot of conversations there had been a lot of movement throughout the country we saw schools come you know, I guess close to really basically lapping Colorado in, in not only firing their coach, but then hiring the next one. We were wondering if the Bucks were going to be left in a way empty handed uh, to settle for their option B, C or D. Uh, but we owe some apologies. And, and that and I feel like we were overreacting, especially me. And it seems like and it appears that Colorado was just waiting on Dion. You know, it wouldn't be the first time that a college had to wait for a coach to, you know, play in this conference championship game or play in a big game or, you know, like we saw last year, lose a key conference game and pray that they lost that key conference game so they didn't go to the conference championship game so they could set the world on fire. You know, coaches dictate a lot of things. When you think when you see how regimented they are, they they stick to a time schedule. Athletic directors they kind of have to, too. The fans, the media, they don't want to. But boy, has the last, what, five days since the announcement that Dion was going to Boulder, thanks to our, our good buddy Carl Reed, who, who dropped that news, has the internet been abuzz with Dion with primetime going to Boulder, whether it was his announcement or whether it was his first meeting with the coaches, the answers to the questions. Blair, again, I said this last week, it is good to have a college football that has Colorado being relevant again. He hasn't coached the game on the field yet, but people are talking about Colorado and for good reasons for the first time in a long time. And I am here for it. Yeah, I agree with you. My only concern if I'm a Colorado fan, and, and I mentioned this on the on the college football recruiting show earlier this week, is is whether or not he's there for for the long haul and where that leaves Colorado in the future, right? Let's let's look ahead two or three years, maybe four years. What if Florida State comes knocking, Huff? And and I don't want to you know throw shade at our guy Mike Norvell uh, in Tallahassee, but. That he's a Florida State guy. He obviously flipped Travis Hunter from Florida State last year, but think about the type of impact that Deion Sanders would have recruiting the state of Florida for a Florida school. And I think that's a strong possibility if things go well in in Colorado. And 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 I worry 
if this is maybe just one of those really quick fire two year stops and you wonder where that leaves the the buffaloes will they have to then make a, a another hire and will they have to kind of start from scratch and and start all over again and 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 I say that because you listen to what Deion Sanders had to tell his players at Jackson State and and it was documented as every step of the process has been for Dion and he mentioned something really interesting which was he's basically got to make a move before they kick him to the curb right I think he said he had to be assertive and he's got to go and 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 elevate himself before he gets dumped or before they let him go. And I wonder if that's going to be his mentality in Boulder. He hasn't coached the game. You mentioned it. There's been a lot of buzz already. Uh, Colorado's in the national spotlight. Recruits, I think, are are highly interested in what what he could build there, and so now I wonder. Okay, well, how long is this going to go? And 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 that's just, I, I guess, my worry. You would hope, if you're a Colorado fan, that he elevates the program enough that whoever is the successor, whoever follows in Dion's footsteps, has a lot more to work with than he did when he took over. You know who is also very concerned that he's not going to be in Boulder very long? That would be George Klyavikov, who. Whether you believe his quote or not, I don't. But he said on Wednesday that one of the factors in him delaying the league's new media rights deal was the impending hiring of Deion Sanders. Oh, please. He says he adds value. Bro, you had no idea that USC and UCLA were leaving the big for the Big Ten on January 1st or whatever that was, July 1st, June 30th, whatever it was, Blair. I'm my cold is speaking in and I'm laughing at the hystericalness of this quote. You had no idea that USC and UCLA were leaving, but you knew that Dion Sanders was getting hired. George, do me a favor. Don't get quoted on things that fictitious because you didn't know. But he is right when he said that Dion adds value. For the second straight year, the most high-profile hire in college football is at a Pac-12 school. Lincoln Riley a year ago, Deion Sanders this year. I mean, think about it, Blair. If you just look at it from a recruiting standpoint, now it's going to be a transfer when was the last time that the number one overall player in the country in a recruiting class played in the Pac-12? If it goes as expected, where you know we all think is what's going to happen is Travis Hunter is going to follow Deion Sanders to Boulder, it will have been the first time in a long time that the Pac-12 will have had a player that was ranked number one in the country in recruiting. And that right there is a shot in the arm. You, who would have thought that the West of the Rest, which was born out of the West Coast players leaving to go East, you would have the number one player in the country playing in the Pac-12 by way of the state of Georgia. I mean, that's what Dion brings. That's what Dion can do. But like you said, to go back to your original point, how long is Dion going to be in Boulder? Is he there quick? Is he there long-term? Does he want to coach in the NFL? Does he want to stay in college? Does he have his eye on other jobs? I think Colorado will take the short-term buzz because there has been such little buzz in Boulder in so long that whether it's one year and he goes 10-2, and 12-0, and 0, whatever, people will be talking about Colorado again. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they they must have done those calculations, right? They must have at least you hope that they made that calculation and said, okay, we'll trade, you know, two or three really exciting years. It's better than whatever we've experienced in recent years. And uh let's 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 uh let's see let's see what Dion can do. I know he's gonna elevate recruiting. A lot of recruits are interested in the Buffaloes. I would expect them to recruit 
crew at a top 25, top 20 level in 2024. He's certainly going to be working his his way into potential flips here down the stretch with two weeks to go until signing day. And I think you have to really like Colorado's chances to not only elevate their, their talent pool, but also elevate their roster via the transfer portal. Let's talk about Utah now, Huff. And I don't want to get too caught in the moment and wonder if the Utes are in a golden age of recruiting, but I also don't want to do that. I do think that they are making a splash and capitalizing on what they've done on the field. And I think, you know, getting Spencer Fano, the four-star offensive tackle earlier this week, the number one rated offensive lineman in the country or in the West region, one of the better prospects that was still available in the country, that signals that Utah means business on the recruiting trail. And it's having an impact now that sustained success that they've had you know as the founding member of the kyle whittingham stand club here the longtime admiration that i've had for kyle whittingham as a coach you and i have both been saying for a number of years what utah recruiting could be like if they could just keep those elite kids in state and they've done such a good job really going back to the fall of 2019 you, you go back to when they got you know, Van Fillinger to flip from Texas when they were able to get uh, Clark Phillips, who wasn't even from Utah, but to flip from Ohio State to Utah. And then you just started to see each subsequent class adding more and more of those in-state guys. And that's the kind of recruiting that I think Utah fans dreamed of when they joined the Pac-12. I mean, how many years you look at college football, you look at the Pac-10 in the late 2000s, right before Utah got in, and you would see Utah stars all over the Pac-10, they just weren't playing at Utah because they weren't in the Pac-12. Hawaii Nod at Oregon, Xavier Suofilo at UCLA, Stanley Havili at USC. The list could go on and on. Then Utah joined the Pac-12. Then kids started to stay home. And maybe it was the Bartons. Maybe it was, you know, getting Cody Barton and Jackson Barton to kind of, you know, really start turning the momentum. And then a guy like Lander becomes such a no-brainer. But Spencer Fano. What a big pickup for Utah. Sorry about my dog. He's barking in the background. It's Amazon season. Uh, he has that dog in him. He he definitely has that dog in him right now. And if he doesn't stop quieting, stop quieting now, he's going to have that dog outside. But you, you just look at what Utah has done in state in these last few classes, and it's remarkable. And I, I think even the most optimistic Utah fan probably could never have envisioned a four-year stretch where we aren't going to necessarily count that 2020 season, but where they played in four straight Pac-12 championships. So they're going to two straight Rose Bowls, where they've won two straight Pac-12 titles, where they're recruiting the top players in state. Lander Barton, the Pac-12 Defensive Freshman of the Year. You know, you've got so many key players that are part of that program that are in the state of Utah that in years past, they may have lost to other Pac-12 schools. Now, this golden age, this golden era. Remember, Blair, a year ago, after the, the tragic death of, of the second Utah player, there was talk that Kyle Whittingham might retire, that he might be done. And then they went on that huge winning streak, won the Pac-12, went to the Rose Bowl. Now this year, they were going back to the Rose Bowl. Kyle Whittingham has it cooking in Salt Lake City, where this golden age of Utah recruiting might be going on for a few more years because he looks refreshed. He looks rejuvenated. I mean, he's got the long flowing locks of the hair that does not look like a guy who's ready to retire. 
That looks like yeah. a guy who's ready to crank out another 10 years. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, if, if you're a member of that stand club, like, do they send you a cutoff hoodie sweatshirt? You know, one of those that he use, usually wears on the practice field. Uh, I'm sure there's something that has to come with being a member of the stand club. Is there a better looking sideline gear than when he wears the Utah cutoff hoodie with the state of Utah, like he was wearing for the Pac-12 championship game, where it's got the cutout of the, the state with the Utah logo in it? I mean, that just, you know, like I said, as the charter member and founding member, that is going to be a part of our dues for next year to get that gear. Dude, it chiseled forearms as well. I mean, if he comes in, in home for a visit, I mean, how do you say no to that? Uh, Mike Lee said it best, man. He said if there was a brawl, and that was when Mario Cristobal was in the Pac-12. That's he your guy. Was, he said there was a fight. <laughs> Kyle Whittingham was not the guy he wanted to face. Kyle Whittingham, member of some bike gang in Salt Lake City, guaranteed. <laughs> I think you have to give credit to the state of Utah and the high school production of, of high school players. We've seen it elevated, right, in, in what the last five, six years. For not having an NFL team, that is a football crazy state. And the level of competition, the level of talent continues to amaze a lot of recruiters. And then when they go in there, it's obviously helped Utah as well to elevate their roster space. And then uh, I think the other point that, that I wanted to make was, you know, you know, gone are the days of Utah not having a shot at, at guys like Panay Sewell and Noah Sewell and Cameron Latu and Puka Nakua and Apu Ika and Jay Tufele. Like all these guys that were leaving the state and not even looking Utah's way. That's over. Uh, Utah now is in the conversation. They're in the mix for everyone. They're not, they might not get everyone, but they're at least in the mix now for everyone. And that, my friends, is what we call a golden age of recruiting. So Utah fans have a lot to be excited about. They've got the Rose Bowl coming up, a consecutive Pac-12 championship, and then clicking on all cylinders and recruiting heading into signing day. We're going to continue our conversation here on the West of the Rest podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back on the West of the Rest podcast, Blair Angulo with Brandon Huffman, National Recruiting Editor at 24-7 Sports. Has that dog in him, has a bit of a cold, so apologies uh, if, if he's blasting your eardrums with that raspy, raspy voice. But it's still very luscious, Huff. I still appreciate you weathering through. My voice with Kyle Whittingham's hair, you talk about a dreamboat. Oh, boy. Hall pass, anyone? <laughs> Jeez Louise. Calm down over there, sir. If you're going to give us that visual. Let, I'm let's get into I even it. said that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even one of the top two or three embarrassing things that we've said on this show. But <laughs> alas, it was it was it was it was golden. Four star wide receiver Tayshawn Lyons. Huff, uh, let's kick off our recruiting buzz segment with with the latest on him and his recruitment. He's got two crystal ball predictions in for Notre Dame and he named a top list of schools also has a commitment date set 
He does. He's set to announce his decision next Friday, February, or December 16th. Uh, he will be announcing it about 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. And really, this one could go either way. I mean, this is one of the ones every year, there's one or two recruitments that just leave me dumbfounded. Like, I just can't figure out how it's going to play out, where things don't make sense, they don't add up. He's taking an official visit to Notre Dame. He took an official visit to Washington. Both of those schools made his Final Four. He also took an unofficial visit to Miami a few weeks ago. They're in the Final Four. Junior Adams at Oregon, who's from that same area uh, in the East Bay, has Oregon in the Final Four. And then he's also left open the possibility for Deion Sanders in Colorado to get a visit. His most recent offer came from Colorado on Saturday, before the announcement of Deion Sanders, he may try to get out there for a midweek visit, but really it's those four schools, Washington, Oregon, Notre Dame, and Miami. Really, it's having just having a hard time to figure out what route he is going to go. By next week's West of the Rest, I should have a better idea of who's in it, but this one could really go either way, but kind of an eclectic mix for a guy that was all but a done deal to Washington after his official visit in June. Ended up not committing, took an official to Notre Dame in September, looked like he was headed to South Bend, didn't end up committing. So really, this one could go a bunch of different ways. Yeah, that's one of those fun recruitments heading into signing day with two weeks to go where there could be a twist or turn left in, in that roller coaster ride. I've got a couple tidbits, one on Hayden Moore, the linebacker from the state of Colorado. Hasn't heard from Dion yet. He's committed to Nebraska. We'll be taking an unofficial visit to Michigan this weekend, and then we'll be taking an official visit to Texas A&M next weekend. Still waiting to hear who the new defensive coordinator will be, who the linebackers coach will be at Nebraska. Nebraska under Matt Rule, but he said he has talked to Coach Rule a couple times over the phone, loves his vision for the program, loves, I, I think, the 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 tenacity that he brings to the position uh, and understands that the the staff that he will bring will have kind of that same mentality to, to bring Nebraska back to where it belongs. And uh, so that excites him. He's a dual sport athlete who also intends to play baseball. So this is not just a football decision for him. And uh, it's going to be interesting to watch because I know Michigan's been monitoring him for a while. And, and when you think about the Wolverines going after prospects, trying to flip them late, they've got consecutive college football playoff appearances under their belt. They've got Jim Harbaugh. They've got everything that Michigan has going for them. And then Texas A&M being the first and only SEC school that has entered the picture with an offer for Hayden Moore. This one is also one that could have a twist or turn left in, in the recruitment heading into signing day. And then a nugget huff on the 2024 class as another big time quarterback just came off the board nationally. This, this week, DJ Lagway committing to Florida. Spots are beginning to fill up at the quarterback position. The dominoes have already started to tumble. And Demond Williams, the four-star who in, who will be playing for the state championship this weekend for Basha, he wants to be committed by the end of this month. Now, you look at some of the schools that are in the mix. He went out to Ole Miss for a game this season. He went out to a game uh, at UCLA this season. I would say those two are mostly the ones that I'm keeping an eye on, but keep an eye also on Arizona State. New coach Kenny Dillingham has already made contact, has been by Basha, you know, during his his brief tenure already uh, with the Sun Devils. And if you are trying to make a splash with in-state recruiting, specifically in the 2024 class, uh, you begin with a quarterback. And the top available one right now is Devon Williams with Dylan Rayola already off the board to Ohio State. So uh, don't sleep on ASU with Devon Williams. I I've been told he is a, a big priority for new head coach Kenny Dillingham. Let's get into our recruit performance of the week and let's stay in the state of Arizona. Huff, Deuce Robinson, the tight end, the five-star prospect from Pinnacle, has a number of top options on his list. 
probably won't sign until February. So he's got some time to mull things over. He's got Georgia, USC, Texas, Alabama, Oregon, really high on his list. He went off last week, Huff, 211 receiving yards, four touchdowns to help Pinnacle clinch a spot in the 6A state championship game. Not bad for a baseball player, right? Not bad for not bad for Arson Judge. Exactly. You know, hey, Lance Glenn, you know what? We expect all of the edits to be done in such a timely fashion now that your Giants, I mean, sorry, your Yankees, <laughs> your Giants team is not good on football, but your Yankees got Arson Judge. Deuce Robinson, though, whether we see him in a home run derby in a few years from now, whether we see him playing in a Super Bowl, the kids got talent. And what a, I mean, what it's, first of all, what a good time for him to have one of the best games of his career to go off and in the state playoffs. I mean, that's, you, you know, we've said it all, all along. Playmakers make plays when plays need to be made. And the guy made plays to the tune of four touchdowns in a huge, huge game. And I think you and I can both agree that Deuce is still just scratching the surface of how elite a football player he really can be. This is a guy that plays baseball so much in the offseason with travel ball, with, with baseball showcases. Can you imagine how good he is going to be in college where he's continuing to focus on football? He's, I, I still think baseball will be a part of it, but that's what's so crazy about Deuce is the production, the, the prospect that he is. And this is a guy that's never fully focused just on football. What a game, what a performance, and what a time of year for him to have that performance. Yeah, it's hard enough to be really, really good in one of these sports and to be considered a draft selection in in a few years. And Deuce is doing it on both fronts, right? In football and in baseball, and then being elite in both, and then having that ability to show off his talent despite not focusing on those t- on those sports in a full time manner it is really impressive. Like we mentioned, he still intends to go through the process. Probably will be signing in February. I'm not expecting him to sign in two weeks. This one. Could drag on into the new year uh, and he's got a number of schools still obviously waiting for him i think he holds a lot of that leverage they're all going to hold the spot in his in uh, in their class for a player of his caliber deuce will be in the polynesian bowl next month you know who also be in the polynesian bowl that'll be me and Brandon Huffman. Remember, if you like the show, please help us out. Give us those five stars, follow the podcast, leave a review, and also remember to subscribe to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. Huff, any last words or any last coughs before we go? I was going to say, you know, the one thing that's great about a guy like Deuce Dragons recruiting out to February is one who's had the top player in his region wait till the 4th of July and then April in consecutive years. There's something fun about covering a recruitment that goes that long. I'm glad that I will not have to partake in that fun this year. That's all you, Blair. Deuce Robinson, uh, the MLB draft is actually in July if you want to stretch it out uh, <laughs> until then and, and put on two hats uh, if you do get your name called uh, during All-Star Weekend. Huff, it's been a pleasure. Can't wait to do it again and feel better, my friend. I'm hoping to, Blair. All right. Brandon Huffman has that dog in him. You know, also has that dog in him. Our producer, Lance Glenn. I am Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of the West of the Rest podcast. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. 
How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions and you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.